When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. In 2018, musician Tracy Hornbein enlisted the help of four fella Florida musicians to create the band Once Great Estate. Their new EP of five singles has been heralded as cinematic southern rock. The Guardian magazine gave them the Folk Album of the Month for May 2021. Tracy joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her own personal musical journey and the band's origins and future plans. Hi Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, you are um, Florida, is that right? Yes, I'm talking to you from lovely Tallahassee, Florida, the great. capital of the state. Awesome. Um, you are with the band Once Great Estate, um, but that's more recent for you and your career. What? How long have you been a musician? How long has this been something... Uh, that that you did? I have actually been playing music, I guess, somewhat on a professional level since the late 80s. I started out in a punk rock band. Okay. And, uh, you know, we had, we had our time in the limelight. We went on tour with some punk rock legends, bands like uh, Bad Brains. I don't know if you're familiar with sure, them. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I've never seen them, but I know the name for sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, basically from that starting point, I've played in just about every genre of music you can think of any type of band you can imagine i've i've played with them yeah. and uh just started doing uh the americana thing about uh, four years ago with one's great estate did you grow and, up with music was that part of your oh, yeah. childhood yeah that's uh it's actually probably probably the biggest part of my childhood my earliest memories are just music playing in my house as a child a lot of motown and jazz yeah and, I think my parents were kind of like hipsters for their era. Right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so it was a lot of great music in the house. Were they musicians themselves? My father was not, but he was actually a professional baseball player for a little while with the Baltimore Orioles. But my mom was a jazz singer, so her whole family, she was from uh, Saginaw, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and her whole family, they were all musicians. When did it become something that you became interested in pursuing? Well, I, uh, I went to a University of Florida, got my education first, and I uh, really didn't have time to think about doing music then because I was, you know, busy trying to finish school. Mm-hmm. But when I moved back uh, from Gainesville to Tallahassee, that's when I really, uh, you know, started to get the idea that I wanted to try and, you know, play with other people and really start focusing on songwriting and just trying to, you know, take it to another level. Yeah. 
I had always been so influenced and so passionate about music my whole life. I just, you know, thought, let me kind of give it a shot and see if maybe mm-hmm. I can inspire some people like how they've inspired me. Yeah, that's cool. Did you grow up in Florida? Yes, I, I actually, I am born and raised in Tallahassee. So I uh, I uh, moved away for four years to go to college in Gainesville, University of Florida, and then moved back to Tallahassee. Okay, awesome. What inspired the Americana theme for you? You mentioned growing up as a punk rocker uh, in your earlier musician days. Uh, what what brought the Americana theme out in your music? Well, let's be honest here. The reason I probably started playing punk rock is because I was just learning how to play my instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the easiest thing to play. Right, was, okay. Uh, a couple power chords, but... But it's interesting, you know, it's kind of come full, full circle because, you know, they always say country music is basically three chords and the truth. So right. kind of, uh, you know, right back where I started. Except now I know a few more chords. <laughs> but uh, just uh, my, my parents always played a lot of great songwriters, you know, that I heard growing up, uh, like Willie Nelson and Jim Croce and uh, just so many, you know, great people, Dolly Parton and uh, I guess really just wanted to get back to what I originally fell in love with, which was songwriting. And uh, to me, the Americana genre is really where that shines the most. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where some of the best songwriters that we have currently, right. you know, playing are, are in that genre. Do you have a routine or a, a pattern, uh, something, a uh, system that you follow when you want to write your songs? Uh, basically just go somewhere by myself and just uh, start imagining little scenarios in my head, little mini movies, and just yeah. try and start cool. putting it down on paper yeah. and hope that it translates so you know people who hear what I'm seeing in my head will either see something similar or something totally different. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How did the, the band Once Great Estate uh, come to be? Well, the the name of the band actually uh, came about very innocently. I uh, I live on uh, twenty acres of land in oh, cool. nor- in North Florida, just out in the country, and I you know tend to go for walks out in nature a lot. And uh, I was just walking around one day, and it's also family land that's you know been in my family for a while. Mm-hmm. And just you know kind of walking around one day, observing how the property had changed you know throughout the years and generations and. You know, just uh, it, it it it's a once great estate, but there's still beauty in the decay. You know, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know the the landscape has changed over the years, but it's you know it's transitioned into you know a, a different kind of beauty. Not not so manicured as it once was, but still you know lovely. I read where somebody uh, either in your band or somebody. Uh, observing what you guys do, referred to as Southern Americana. That's a new one. I like that. Yeah. And uh, so somebody also referred to us as Cinematic Southern Rock once. Oh, so. that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the one I had never heard before. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, cause, uh, probably because I have an obsession with guitar pedals, so sometimes we, we can sound a little uh, okay. re- reverb-drenched, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so y- you guys have a new full length or ep out oh well it 
there's seven actual songs on there, one intro, so I guess eight total, but seven songs. So that's is a that, full length album. Is that, that considered that, full? Yeah, that qualifies. Album? Sure. <laughs> do people even do albums anymore? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I've I've seen some some um, little rumblings here and there, uh, people calling for the CD to come back, and of course, you know, with the with the pandemic. Uh, everybody's asking people, you know, please buy the CDs, support your artists. So maybe, maybe there's a comeback in the yeah. future for CDs. I hope. <laughs> I think it's cool that vinyl's back now. Yes, for know? sure. Yeah, I don't think CDs will ever go away. I just wish that they were. Um, you know, that's that's the way you take a band home, and um, so now it, streaming's just not the same. I know you can people can hear bands, yeah, on of course, but it's not the same. You you don't yeah, get to own a little piece of it, you know. So. Right. Yeah. So the new record does it uh, have a title? Uh, even the Undertaker. Okay. And I listened to that song. Yeah. That was uh, that, that kind of had a grassy feel to it. I, I liked. Yeah, the... that's the uh, the most old timey sounding one on the on the record. Yeah. Is that one of yours original? Yeah. Um. I wrote all the songs. Okay. That's cool. And uh, yeah, actually, um, it's. This interview is good timing because we just found out today that that title track, even The Undertaker, is number one on the country charts in on iTunes country charts in South Africa. Wow, that's awesome. As, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they like old-timey music. Yeah, in South right. Africa. <laughs> I, I've heard a lot of people getting some chart action on, on a, the South African charts. So, um yeah, I guess it depends because there's uh, European folks there, right? Uh, so yeah. um, that's cool. That's good. That uh, yeah, apparently Cape Town is a pretty happening place. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. What inspired that song? Well, I am a big fan of Mark Twain. Okay, I think he's one of the most brilliant people to ever walk the planet love his writings and uh he just he kind of had this saying which basically i'm paraphrasing but it you know it just says that if you live a meaningful exemplary life then even the undertaker will, will be sorry when mm. you die so mm. i think that's you know a cool cool thing to to try and achieve yeah for sure you, you'll be missed right yeah exactly yeah so the Try new, and make your time here count. Uh, you know? well, right, absolutely, yeah. So the new album has been out for how long? It came out uh, July 31st, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so not too long. Not too it took long. us eight, eight months to record it. Okay. Which it should not have taken that long, but because we recorded it during the pandemic, right. which of course is still going on. Right. But, um, you know, we were following all the recommended, you know, social distancing guidelines. And we actually had to, you know, each go into the studio one at a time. So it was very unusual. I bet that makes it difficult um, to yeah. basically be playing by yourself along with, with the tracks. I mean, I know people yeah. do that, but um, I, I would think it it's easier if you've got other people around you to, to feed off of a yeah, well, the way the way we did it, I uh, recorded all the demos, basically just guitar and, and vocals in my she shed at my house. Mm, cool. And I re recorded it to a click track, which if you're, I don't know if your listeners know what that is, but it's basically fancy recording studio lingo for a metronome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keep the <laughs> time. So, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and then I just, you know, brought that into the studio, and everybody came in one at a time and, you know, played along with it, and we basically tried to make it sound like we were all in the same room playing mm -hmm. together. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's good music. I like it. Like I said, I, I really like that uh, that, that uh, the Undertaker track with that nice grassy Thank feel. You. Have you had a you chance? you and a bunch of people in South Africa? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I didn't hear it there, but you know, maybe it got <laughs> yeah. got, got back there somehow. <laughs> uh, have you had a chance to be out uh, in public playing these songs? Um, we have. We had a, an actual in-person. Uh, album release party which was just a very small it was basically just a lot of our family and friends we wanted to keep it you know safe and small but we did that and we actually have a couple shows coming up here so we're we're trying to do what we can to promote it even though you know we're not really able to yeah. do a full scale you know play everywhere we'd like to but we're trying to be safe and just do what we can is play, this... play venues where you know people are wearing masks yeah. and just you know are able to space out. And we're trying to do a lot of outdoor shows too. Is this a debut record, or have you had other recordings? It's a debut full length. We have uh, an EP that we put out a couple years ago that's got, I believe, three songs on it, and then we've got a handful of singles we've also released. Okay, and th that was um, Castle Rock. Was that one of them? That was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the first tracks I listened to before I I um, got to the tracks of the new record. That had a very uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Fleetwood Mac feel to it. Um, oh wow! A little different okay. than the Americana, Americana. But well, well, you just named two of my favorite bands right there. I would have never thought that about it, but that's interesting that you did. <laughs> yeah, well, if they're two of your favorite bands, it stands the reason that they were influencing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So what? Um, what is the future? What do you hope to do with this? Do you uh, do you want to get out and, and tour some? Is that on the table for you? What, what's it look like? Well, depending on, you know, the pandemic climate, we would definitely like to, you know, promote the album as much as possible. And uh, hopefully get back in the studio and we've got a whole bunch of other songs we would like to record. Oh, good. So more on you the know, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We think since, uh, well, since we did this uh album that we have out now it's primarily acoustic and we're gonna try and i think do the next one just full-on electric just to just to show some variety yeah do you have a full band that you get to play out with oh yeah there's five of us okay five total in, in the band so those are the all the same folks that were on the record or the people that you get to play out with as well Yes, with the exception of uh, John Grayboff, who we just uh, were fortunate enough to use as studio, you know, session player for the mm -hmm. album. He's he's not actually in our band. That would be amazing if he was. <laughs> he lives in he lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah, so we were able okay. to just kind of do the digital thing with him, send tracks back and forth. So I was he, he played pedal steel. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So I was reading through some of the notes and. Um, I understand that you have an alter ego uh, sometimes, uh, Tracy Chow. Is that I the, do? Yeah, tell me about that. I found that very yeah, interesting. Well, when these guys get sick of of playing my songs in the band, I have to go off by myself and just do this weird ambient music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to satisfy my creative endeavor. So yeah, I, I I do that, and that's that's a lot of fun. What kind of outlet do you find for that? Where do you do you do you get to play it with people, or is it uh, providing tracks for different types of things? Or uh, It's interesting. A lot, a lot of the ambient stuff I do gets picked up on, on yoga and meditation really? okay. CDs. Yeah. And do you get contracted to create 
things for people specifically, or is it kind of a track by track thing? I, I have been uh, I've, I've been you know asked to do different soundtracks for little indie movies and things like that. Hmm. Documentary documentaries on PBS, nature shows, just uh, you know, cool things like that. Is it more of a studio thing, or is this the kind of thing that you could play live, or do you get to play some like this? It's live? it's more of a studio thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wants to sit there and listen to me, you know, play my guitar and and turn pedal knobs and. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and, well, and say and sample, you know, birds chirping or you know whatever I've well, <laughs> whatever I've recorded out in the field. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe a nice coffee house or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, wine and cheese club or something. I, you know, that kind of stuff is is nice and peaceful and soothing. Yeah, I, I definitely have done that before. It's just I enjoy playing with with the full band. Yeah, more. sure. So you mentioned that you've got some new music in the works. Do you have a timetable for when you think you'd like to uh, get back in the studio and get that material recorded? Well, I mean, it's. it's it's kind of strange how fast the year is already moving I by know, us. I know, I know. But, uh, but definitely before the end of the year is done, we'll be back in the studio for sure. Yeah, okay. And how far out are you You're planning? Do you have some some travel with the band further out? Is that is that something that you guys are trying to do? Well, we're going to just kind of see what happens with this album and you know, we we would like to venture out a little farther than our, you know, what we've been doing, which is basically the southeast area. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So the band is Once Great Estate, the record, tell me the name of the record again. Even The Undertaker. Even The Undertaker, which is also the, the biggest track off the record. If folks want to hear that or listen to the rest of the music or reach out and get in touch with you guys, what's the best way to do that? Well, uh, com, and we're on all of the different uh, digital platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Bandcamp, if you want to do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we certainly enjoy your music, and I wish you uh, best with it, and uh, even your upcoming material, um, wish you uh much success with the new record too when you when you be able to get that into the studio well thank you so much i can't can't wait to record some new stuff and get your feedback on it great thank you tracy have a good day thank you you too thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 